Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 16th day of January. I'm Paul, and I am so thankful you're with me today. We are entering the second half of the month of January, and technically, we are going to get into the second half of Mark chapter 1. So we're kind of right on pace to knock out about a verse a day of this, and maybe a little more than that, actually. Today, we're going to begin in verse 21. They went, and by they, we're talking about at least the five characters that are listed in the previous five verses, Simon, Andrew, James, John, and Jesus. There's technically six people listed because Zebedee, the father of James and John, is listed in the previous verses, but there's no indication that he becomes a disciple of Jesus, at least not at this point. So Peter, Andrew, James, John, and Jesus go into Capernaum. Capernaum will become the place of Jesus's, I guess you could say, unofficial headquarters in in his ministry. And then here comes one of the oddest instances of Mark's insistent, consistent use of immediately. Remember, verse 10, verse 12, verse 18, and verse 20, immediately. But those were in relation to actions. Immediately upon coming out of the water, uh, he's the, the Holy Spirit comes upon him. Immediately after he comes out of Jordan, he goes into the wilderness. Immediately, his new converts leave their nets and follow him. Now, he gets into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. It's the first spot where you kind of start to think, well, maybe the guy that's writing the book of Mark just likes the word immediately. And that's possible. I mean, we do. there is some room for the humanity of the authors to sneak into the text. In fact, the the the... If it didn't, it wouldn't be much of a human writing. It'd be a robot, an automatron of some sort. The human nature slides through, so maybe Mark does like it, but it does contribute to the almost frenetic sense of movement because taken on the face, Jesus doesn't waste any time. He gets to Capernaum. He's got these four new followers, and rather than settle in and have a couple of meetings, maybe share some bread and wine, uh, swap jokes, you know, tell him where he came from and what he'd like to do. Immediately, he takes them into the synagogue and begins to teach. And it might be because that's what he wants them to become a disciple of. Watch how I do it. Here's what we're going to do. But this is also a moment where we get to see what Jesus is up to and we get to see it in vivid detail. We already have learned this. Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. We learned that back in verse 14. So we know that when he moves, when he speaks, he's going to preach. But he's just, right now, he's got one message, the gospel of the kingdom and what that looks like. As he teaches in the synagogue, verse 22, they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, as one having authority would, would tell us that Jesus' teaching is unlike anything they had heard, but particularly it's unlike the scribes because Jesus' teaching is tied to his person. All right, it's not tied to his position. Up in chapter 2, after he heals the paralytic man, he says, we do this so that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Pointing inward, like, I don't do this because I've received outside authority, I do this because of who I am, 
Okay, we don't learn that until chapter 2, but we get the benefit when we study the scriptures of, of getting knowing where it's going. So having read on into Mark, we know that Jesus will proclaim from the earliest moments, I don't do this because of the, the authority given over me, but because of who I am. And if it's because of who he is, that tells us why they were so astonished at his teaching in verse 22, because he taught as one having authority, not as the scribes. This is not an insult to scribes, but a scribe was someone who took the text and translated it word for word. They had a job to do. They did their best. Scribal authority was the, was a, the wisdom and the skill to take an ancient text and translate it down onto paper in the tongue that people could understand. In the days, we're, thousand, we're, we're 1,500 years before the printing press. And in that era, the only way to copy uh, a document was through hand copying, scribal authority. When the text says that Jesus had authority not like the scribes, it's not saying that the scribes are a bunch of mealy mouth. I, I, I've heard it taught this way. A bunch of wishy-washy, mealy mouth teachers. But Jesus comes in with authority. I remember hearing this way back in my early days of charismatic instruction that you ought to preach as a man with authority because Jesus preached with authority, not as the scribes. He said, because the scribes, here's how it was taught. The scribes would look at a scripture and say, well, maybe it means this and maybe it means that. And they call that mealy-mouthed, wishy-washy, shallow. But Jesus comes in like a house on fire and says, no, this is what it means. And they'd say, these guys that are up here saying, well, maybe this verse means this or maybe this verse means that. They need to learn the, the authority of Jesus. And I want to say this, first of all. Number one, this is not an insult to scribes. Scribes did what they did because it was their job. Jesus did what he did because it was his call. That's the difference. Two, this is not an insult at scribes questioning text or narrative any more than it is telling you and I not to question because if you study the Bible and never ask any questions, you are prime to be led by the nose by whomever has the most quote-unquote authority. And finally, this text is not an invitation for you to teach with authority. It's an invitation for you to listen to Jesus, who is the authority. We're not being told teach like Jesus with authority. We're being told who is the authority. If you're going to teach with authority, the object of your teaching must be the man you're following. We meet the man with the unclean spirit on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.